0: everyone and welcome to another edition of Pep Talks Uncut. This is a 30-minute program in which we talk one-on-one with a special guest, somebody from the LGBTQ community, somebody who is an ally, or somebody who has uh, gone above and beyond to support the community over many, many years. And today we're fortunate to have as our guest D. Bruce Haynes, Register of Wills, and Clerk of the Orphan's Court of Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Did that clear up all of your titles or are there others that we should know about?
1: Um, I'm a grandfather um, of two little boys. I'm a father of two uh, wonderful daughters and I'm a husband of 50
0: years. That's five zero years. Wow. I know. Congratulations, that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm lucky to have lived 52 years, let alone to have been married. I know. I know.
1: It's rather, I, I, I can't believe it actually, but That's... I'm also, oh, I'm also an adjunct a professor at Jefferson university. Okay. I teach law, um, law, women, and gender. Okay. I teach one, one course. Well, I've taught business law there. I, 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 and, and some other courses that I've taught I'm one, but I'm, on the faculty at at Jefferson. And then what else? Oh, I have a law practice. Uh, I practice personal injury lawyer or or general or or commercial law, but not not so much lately. My partner uh, uh, handles most of the
0: work. Okay, right, because I would imagine your official duties at the courthouse take up a lot of time, not to mention the fact that you have duties at home to tend to.
1: That's correct, yes.
0: Although it's been easier, it's been
1: easier with uh, doing things yeah. remotely. I oh, taught wow. all last semester. All was it last semester? Yeah, and, and last fall I taught it
0: remotely. So your uh, duties with Jefferson College have been remote. What about with the uh, Orphans Court? Has has that had to close down to the public, or how did you handle that during the COVID uh, pandemic?
1: Well, we we were closed for about. Six weeks, we were told by um, um, the um, commissioners that we could not open up our doors. Now, uh, it's, it's kind of, it requires a little bit of, of um, social studies 101 to understand the relationship between uh, what I do and what uh, the commissioners. The commissioners are elected, I'm elected, we're all elected se- separately, but we run as a team. Uh, during election period, um, they control where I work. They pay my the employees of my office, but they have nothing to do with hiring and firing, but they can determine uh, my hours of operation. Uh, so we were closed because the commissioners told me that we were to be closed. So slowly we started a, a method by which people could uh, file online, now, with regard to the Orphan's Court, that's another little piece of social studies. Um, the Orphan's Court is, um, my being a clerk of the Orphan's Court is a result of my being the Register of Wills. Register of Wills is an administrative position to which I am elected. Pennsylvania Constitution says that because I am elected, I am also clerk of the Orphan's Court. That makes me part of the judicial system. So if you can imagine this, there are two Orphan's Court judges who can control what I do as an, as an Orphan's Court clerk. However, as registered wills, I'm still under the uh, sort of auspices of the county, even though I'm independently elected. Okay. Is that sufficiently complicated for you i i don't want it to be that way and and but but getting back to your original question we were closed mm -hmm. and we had to start uh processing everything online which was a colossal pain
0: in the butt so uh if someone died and a will had to be read uh how how would they go about having taken care of that? Uh, Well, at at the, at at the uh, filing point, let's say uh, I had just finished uh, preparing my will with my attorney and I was ready to file it. Would that have been an easy process?
1: All right, let's, let's deal with that. Second question. First, Uh, you hold on to that will Hmm. that you've just done because for a couple of reasons, number one, um, if if I if you give it to me if you sort of file it into my office, it's public it's public information. So everybody gets to see what your will says. So I always advise people to just hold on to your will and let everybody know where it is. Okay, don't keep it a secret. Um, keep let your family know where it is, where you hold it, where it's in safekeeping. Um, so the other reason I don't think it's a good idea to give it the register of wills is that you might want to change it. The last thing you want to do is have to come down to say you move to Colorado you want to move, you have to move you have to take a trip to Norristown to come and retrieve it. Although I suppose we would give it I'm not sure we would anyway because we will, uh, would lodge it but in any case. Um, so put that aside the filing part of it. Uh, I only see wills when people die. Okay. And the the personal representative of the decedent comes in to bring the will and they get a a certificate from me saying that they are the official representative of the decedent. If, however, there was no will and the wife comes in or the first, uh, the closest individual comes in, assuming there's no dispute, I give them a certificate again saying that they are the administrator of the estate. Um, that's that's part of my job, but uh, it requires a it re, and and to get to your point mm-hmm. in um, March of last year or up to March of last year, March April, uh, we are required by statute to swear the people in personally. You got to come to my office, put your hand on a, on some sort of well, swear or affirm mm-hmm. that you will perform the duties of the administrator of the estate. The executor of the estate and that under statute had to be done personally okay mm-hmm. same thing with marriage licenses i know we're going to get into marriage licenses um the statute required that the the affiants, the people who were being sworn in telling us that everything's true they they're not currently married the person they're intending to marry is not Uh, their sister or brother, Uh, all of those things, we asked them a series of questions. Um, And we would say um, that has to be done in person. By statute, we didn't have a choice. So we had a big problem there initially until, um, I forget exactly how it was changed. I think there was a, in New York, they changed it by executive order. I think we might've changed it by executive order and then the legislature changed it. But in any case, we can do things remotely now. That is to say, your lawyer and your executor can be in his office or actually two different places. And my cl- the clerk of our office will see you and swear you in appropriate ID as if you were in my office. Okay, same thing with a marriage license.
0: So, so all of that could be handled through um, a, an encrypted form of Zoom, for example.
1: Right, 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 right. So. Well, we use forget what we use. We use a, a particular format. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry to
0: interrupt. No problem. Um, so you mentioned, uh, marriage licenses, uh, back in 2013, uh, you raised quite a few eyebrows from July to September. Uh, can you tell our audience, uh, what did you do that drew so much attention to your office in Montgomery County back in 2013?
1: Um, well, the background is, as as we all remember, mm-hmm. um, there was quite a bit of discussion about uh, marriage equality back in those days. How are we gonna do it? Who's in favor of it? Every once in a while, there would be a, a national survey and it would show that 55% of the people are in favor of it. And, you know, the, it wasn't, it really was not, um, a um an unpopular thing it's just that nobody had raised nobody in authority had raised their hand and said okay i'll do it okay mm-hmm. now the the statute was against me clearly there's no getting around that mm-hmm. um and i'll tell you I, I, i'll share a, a a interesting tweak to that in, in a moment but um the statute was against me but uh, two two women came, and I think they had called ahead of time. And the, the first deputy, her name's Joan Nagel, uh, she came into my office and said, well, "What do you want to do?" And I got to think about this. You know, this is a this is a giant step. Okay, mm-hmm. they want a marriage license, and so um, there had actually been another couple, and we had said yes. Okay, or I think we had said yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they declined. And then this other couple said, Well, I don't, you know, I, still I needed to think about it. So I contacted the solicitor of the office, <laughs> my older daughter, uh, and we talked, yeah, my older daughter and I, and my younger daughter, um, and my wife. I mean, you know, this is, this is, um, could be a, um, a reelection breaker. You know, I uh, forget, I forget you're being registered wills for the next, you know, four or five years. Uh, if if this doesn't go correctly, you don't do this right. So, came okay, to the conclusion that we'll go ahead and do it. And um, we, um, we, no, oh, I, the, the, um, I, I notified, first up, it's not wise, in my opinion, to do uh, political things without putting a lot of people on notice. So, naturally, I want to put the commissioners on notice. So, I let them know, and they were 100% behind me. Josh Shapiro, who's now the Pennsylvania Attorney General, he was the chair of the commissioners at the time. Leslie Richards was co chair, and they were 100% behind me. We had several meetings. Um, with uh, the, the county solicitor uh, at the time, Rick Garrity. Um, he, um, he laid all, he laid the pros and cons out. You know, the pros were, this is what the Pennsylvania constitution says with regard to equality and discrimination. Discrimination based on uh, sex, based on, I don't think he uses the word gender, gender but based on sex. Um, and then of course the downside is I could be impeached. And I remember sitting in this conference room saying, impeached, how can you be impeached? Well, as an elected official, that's the only way they can get rid of you, okay, is they have to impeach you. Uh, I could get impeached and, um, you know, who knows what could happen. So we talked about it, we talked about it, the the press uh, officer, Frank Custer, put out a press release and um, the initial two ladies, as soon as we said yes, they wanted us to say no. Okay, so they could file a lawsuit against the county. We said yes, then they dropped out, and that was we already had the podium. The press office had already put the podium on the um, on the courthouse steps, and um, there was you know it was a, a um, sort of a what happens if they have a party nobody shows up? Well, nobody showed up. So um, the next morning uh, we said well we're going to continue to do it uh we're going to continue so if you want to come in um uh you may and i remember the sheriff coming up and asking us to rearrange our furniture because we're going to get a lot of protests huge amount of protests Mm -hmm. so we had to rearrange our our waiting room furniture and i said to the sheriff i said uh eileen bear was her name um i said um you know i've seen some of these protesters they're like elderly people Mm -hmm. Could we put some chairs around the edge so they could at least sit down He said to me you let them sit down they'll never leave so the 60s we had no in. chairs in that waiting room Want i beg your pardon
0: sort of like a 1960s style sit-in
1: yeah right right but these were old people and they were not about to we caught them off guard actually um the the, the um all the posters that they had um you know this I think they were used to opposing something else. Their pre-printed posters were more uh with more with regard to abortion and that sort of thing. Uh, So they had to put Sharpies on some CVS post poster board and bring that to the demonstration. Um nevertheless, we we just started doing it, and then I got a phone call from um i started getting press calls you know press, we need to interview you would like to interview you in the office mm-hmm. um we i got a, a phone call from rachel maddow um i didn't take it one of, the, one of the deputies took it and asked me if i wanted to be on their show and i <laughs> i look back on it i think to myself hmm, i i uh, i kind of equivocated because i had i had a dinner engagement that evening a political dinner engagement and I'm thinking to myself Rachel Maddow or dinner with a friend nah I think I should go with actually I was told by people who are interested in my office you better go talk, talk to Rachel Maddow not have dinner with your friend um and so it just sort of like cascaded from that point um that's when all the press started um, um and I'm still in touch. Believe it or not, I'm still in touch with those uh, two women who asked for the first marriage licenses. Uh, we're friends on Facebook, and they've been to some of my fundraisers. Um, and their kids are—they had—they had two kids together, mm-hmm. uh, and they were just young, young boys at the time. And now they're like in college. You know, if you can imagine that. Wow. It goes to show you how uh, time flies when you're having fun. But anyway, mm-hmm.
0: so so okay, there we are. Okay. So people were able to get marriage licenses in that short little window of time. Um, do you recall how many asked for marriage licenses? Uh, we we had possible? quite
1: a few. We had quite a few in the, well, it wasn't quite a short period of time. The, the Commonwealth, remember now, the Commonwealth at that time, the governor was um, Governor Corbett, mm-hmm. uh, who was and was ostensibly anti um, marriage equality. So he, he he sued me in Commonwealth Court, okay? And the Commonwealth Court is the Pennsylvania court that deals with individuals having disputes with a government agency, okay? Mm-hmm. And they, he went to commonwealth court with what is called a writ of mandamus and it's the and i really want to avoid getting too deep into this okay. but it's it's the purpose of that writ is to get me to adhere to the law okay okay and it only applies to purely ministerial functions they said the governor um legal staff said, what I have to do is, as uh, clerk of the orphans court issue marriage licenses is purely ministerial. The law says I can't do it. So court, the, Mr. Court, don't you know, issue an order saying you can't do it. Okay. Well, they ultimately did. Okay. But that was several months later. So during the window from July up, I think until October, uh, or September, September, actually, actually. So, yeah, something like that. Right. Um, I issued marriage licenses, okay? Then the, then the court said, stop, okay? I, I agree with Corbett. I, I agree with the, the um, Commonwealth. You better stop. And we did immediately, okay? That was a little bit of the distinction between me and that lady in Arkansas. Um, apparently, the court said, stop it. Or, no, the court said, do it. And she said, said, I'm not. I'm going to violate the court order. I violated no court order. Okay. Um, we appealed that op- opinion. It was and it was pending in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court at the time of a the decision in a Middle District of Pennsylvania. I think it's called Longwood case, uh, where the judge um, decided that. Um, due process and equal protection under the federal constitution required marriage equality um, um, uh, in Pennsylvania. And that from that, um, Corbett, the, the governor, decided not to appeal, okay? Mm-hmm. So that meant, okay, I don't know if you're ready for this, but um, that meant that the gates were open Okay, people could have uh, Philadelphia, any county they wanted to, and the clerk of the Orphans Court—that is, people like me—had had to issue had marriage licenses. Except out of the sixty-seven counties, the one person who couldn't do it, me. Why? Because the Commonwealth had said, "Stop it," and I had to get the—I had to get the Commonwealth Court to or uh, well, the Supreme Court to vacate. That order telling me to stop it. And I must say, uh, the Commonwealth lawyers were somewhat recalcitrant. It was like, we don't have to, we have to do it, but we don't have to do it quickly. And so they hung me out to drive for at least 10 days. Uh, before it was like about a week or 10 days, I could not issue marriage licenses in Montgomery County mm-hmm. um, to, um, to same sex couples or two uh, under, the, under the concept of marriage equality. Okay. Um, so that, now what made it, I, I thought I, I sort of like gave you a hint about this. One of the laws that said uh, I could not do it was uh, passed by the, or not passed by, but one of the signer one of the proponents of the law that said I was not permitted to issue um, Equality marriage licenses mm-hmm. uh, was Josh Shapiro, who, and as I said, he was a state representative at the time, right? One hundred and ten percent supporter of me, while I was going through the process, and hey. now he is attorney general, and he's I think he's running for running for governor. Um, is he probably next year? Well, I I I, my, I shouldn't say that. You okay. might want to cut that out of okay. I, I, you know that's um but anyway but he was 100 percent behind me but even though he was one of the authors of the bill now uh, who could uh, i'm sure in the back of your mind you're saying well who could have sued me okay in commonwealth right. court interestingly enough the people that would have had had would have had standing to sue me um uh, to make me stop are those people who are were behind the law prohibiting me from doing it. None of them got involved in that. A lot of people didn't want, a lot of elected officials didn't want to get involved. Risa Furman, who is now a judge, how police court judge in Montgomery County, she called me about it. I had made a comment to the press that Risa and I had not had a telephone conversation over them. And I think that kind of like, she didn't like that. So she called me up one Saturday morning and said, she, she's, she's kind of a friend. She doesn't live that far away from me. And um, she said, well, I'm telling you to stop. And I said, well, you know, uh, train that train has left the station. But I mean, it, I, you know, in the back of my mind, I knew that at least now, um, I have to say that Risa, the, the, she was a district attorney at the time. Uh, she said, uh, she, she and I had discussed it and she advised me to stop. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, you know. But that's and she didn't bring suit against me either. Secretary of State, Secretary of the Commonwealth. Um, forget who that was, but she didn't bring it. I know it was a woman, she didn't bring suit against me uh either. Um, but it was so the only person who brought suit suit was uh oh, um Pennsylvania Vital Records brought suit against me. Part of their complaint against me was that I was falsifying marriage documents when they found out that i was not falsifying i just added another sheet to it It you're supposed to it was supposed to tell the commonwealth every month how many people get married how many um uh you know marriages were were marriage licenses were issued Mm -hmm. and we just um, we added one sheet to it and these were the list of uh same-sex couples So uh, we didn't do anything wrong. They wanted to ignore it. Certainly it was within the confines, within the guardrails of the Constitution. By my views, um, they disagreed. Um, So there we are.
0: So back in 2013, um, an aspiring mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania, spoke out and said, let the gay police come and catch me. I'm going to go ahead and officiate the weddings from the marriage licenses offered by D. Bruce Haynes. That gentleman is now serving as Lieutenant Governor and is planning on running, is running for the U.S. Senate from Pennsylvania. Had you two connected in any way back in 2013? Had you prearranged that, that, you know, you would get the licenses sent out to the people. They would drive out to Braddock, get married, and then drive all the way back to file for their certificates. Or how did that work? And was he the only one?
1: Um, just uh, just a little bit of background. You can get married any you can get married in any county with a marriage certificate from any county. Okay. Okay. Uh, but as you as you alluded uh that's the uh, the marriage certificate has to be brought back to the county of issuance to, to be filed okay mm-hmm. so the answer the um, the answer to your question is no there was no uh discussion ahead of time um he uh he came out and made that comment and then now he and i spoke subsequently about it uh, okay? okay um and um you know we just had a general conversation he was very very positive about it i was very positive about it because uh, remember now um uh, i was um i there were a lot of political events which we don't have now because of covid mm-hmm. but there were a lot of political events at the time and i'd go to a political event he'd be there and we would engage in conversation i remember we did have a couple phone calls over it and then when i ran in 19 let's see that uh, I issued marriage licenses in 2013. I ran in 15, I won. I ran in 19, I won and he actually uh, was the star attraction at a um, event for me. He drove in from Harrisburg. I mean he was very uh, very loyal to me uh, with regard to uh, the idea of marriage equality and the importance of it. Well, and I'm sorry, uh, go ahead, you go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say, now Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, of course, and you, sir, are both uh, strong allies of the LGBTQ plus community. And that was on display this past weekend in Pottsville, uh, where Lieutenant Lieutenant Governor Fetterman attended the uh, 2021 Pottsville Pride Fest. Have you... Uh, given any thought to or have you already attended any pride events and, and had the chance to speak or is that off your radar um
1: in 13 14 and 14 I was speaking a lot and I got a lot of awards or a lot of plaques and um, um things acknowledgment, acknowledgments of what I had done um, I was, at, it's funny you mention it, I was at a the Bucks Montgomery Gay Pride Fair uh, in Avilthorpe Park in Abington uh, on Sunday. I attended a, um, um, a, um, a party, a political party for one of the state representatives, um, ben, ben Sanchez, uh, who's a state rep for Abington, and then we all, we, because his house is very close to the park. We all walked over uh, to the fair. Uh, I didn't speak at the fair. I don't, I don't. I think the fair was mostly music. I was only there for forty-five minutes. I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people that I knew, and that there were some people that came up to me. Um, I just you know, are you Bruce Haynes? And yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's not. It's if you assume, and which I do, mm-hmm. that the goal of what I did was to make and is was and is to make marriage equality an ordinary non uh non-peculiar kind of thing Mm -hmm. then i think not being recognized and not being made anything out of is 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 an achievement that's what i want to do that's that was my thinking At the moment I did it, it was, I said, I thought to myself, somebody's got to raise their hand and say, somebody in official capacity has got to raise their hand and say, listen, I'll do it. I'm in favor of it. I have the method by which I can um, affect your wishes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. Come on in. Okay. Um, And that brought a lot of people saying, hey, we agree, we'll raise our hands, whether they're you know, part of the the LGBT community or not, doesn't matter. You know, we're in favor of your having the same rights as everybody else. Okay. Now, at this point, I think we're, let's see, it's eight years. Uh, I have to think. My arithmetic's not that good. But uh, at at the end of, during this period, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the the fabric of America, at least of Pennsylvania. I don't know if it's part of the fabric of other states in the union, but I don't care. I did my little bit to make sure that it became part of the fabric of my community. Um, so short answer, yes. I I, yes. I got a lot of I got a lot of a- 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 uh, accolades, and I got a lot of stuff in my office in Harrisburg. A lot of plaques and stuff. Um, But, uh, and I attended a gay pride event uh, Sunday, Sunday. Uh,
0: Well, sir, uh, one of the uh, awards, the accolades of which you spoke, uh, it came from me. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to deliver it to you. It was from Marriage Equality for Pennsylvania, which existed at the time. Um, We changed our name in August of 2014 to the Pennsylvania Equality Project, largely because Uh, our our fight for marriage equality had ended, uh, at least in Pennsylvania, we were still fighting uh, for national recognition, and and that wouldn't come until June of of 15. But uh, it, your little part made an amazing difference to many, many, many LGBTQ couples across uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, we're indebted to you, sir.
1: Well, that is was my intent and when I'm happy I did it and I'm happy I'm, ha- I'm happy we are where we are with regard I'm not happy we are where we are with regard to a lot of other stuff okay mm-hmm. people can still be um, discriminated against um, because of their um, because of their uh, LGBT uh, LGBTQ uh, status um, and that's got to be changed. I mean, there's no, uh, you know, you, you are who you are, and, and that should not should not permit people to focus on you and say you can't do this or, or you must do this. You know, we're all the same. Okay, um, but I'm glad, um, I'm glad, I'm glad we're we're, uh, we're we've moved moved along at least with regard to marriage equality.
0: Well, thank you, Mr. Haynes. Um, I'm looking at our clock here. I see that our 30 minutes is up. Uh, It has been a pleasure having you on our show. Uh, I I had been plugging that you were going to be on for the last couple of weeks saying, yes, we've got a very special guest coming up. And you agreed, and I couldn't be more grateful. So thank you again. To- well, th- thank
1: you, David. I appreciate the opportunity to um, to remember all this. This was a while ago, and it was uh, it's kind of fun to go back over it. And I'm really, like I said earlier, I'm very pleased with the outcome, at least to now. It, it, we're, it's incomplete, mm-hmm. uh, but I think we're well on our way. But with regard to marriage equality in this community, in our state, I think we're, we're in good
0: shape. Thank you, David. You're welcome. And tune in again next Sunday at one o'clock right here on YouTube. We'll be releasing another episode of pep talks Uncut. until then take care and have a great week.